0: Ashley from Our Splendid Life. Hi, it's Laura from Millennial Stepmom, and we are so excited to welcome you to Combo Moms, a podcast for blended families. Each week, we'll be sharing tools and resources for your step family, along with stories and experiences
1: from viewers like you.
0: Hey guys, Ashley here. Welcome to episode three of Combo Moms. Today we are going to discuss how moms and stepmoms agree and disagree, what it means to be high conflict, and a few pointers on how to work towards a more positive relationship. We have heard from so many of you
1: about your personal struggle to find peace, your struggle to manage the conflict. One thing that I think is important to point out is that there are both high-conflict step-end bio-parents, we hear so much about the high-conflict bio-moms specifically that it can kind of overshadow the fact that step-parents can be high-conflict and really people in general can be high-conflict. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, I know I personally have spoken with a few of you bio-moms out there about this
0: topic, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. For sure. It's totally, it's not just the moms, but I feel like you know from personal experience, like, what it means to be high conflict, right? Yeah, so
1: I witnessed a lot of high conflict with my mother growing up, uh, how she treated my dad and his partner, my first stepmom. And I still remember how it made me feel, ev- uh, even as an adult now. And truth be told, it was terrifying to me. Uh, my mom struggled as a single parent, which is understandable to an extent, but she blamed my dad for right. leaving. And my st- first stepmom for their divorce. And to me, it seemed as though she could never accept and own her own faults in the relationship. Um, because as we know, marriage takes two people to be successful. And a lot of that really yeah. high conflict ended up falling back, I think, as a result, on my brother and I. Um, what really made her high conflict was that she would tell us that our stepmom was the reason for her marriage ending. And that our dad was a bad person who was trying to keep us away from her um, because she had a substance abuse issue. And so he was kind of trying to keep us safe. Um, she would, she would right. show up at school to pick us up when it wasn't her time or her day. Uh, but just because she wanted to, she would yell at my dad, uh, make comments about all the things he was doing wrong. It would be from raising us, it was you know your dad's feeding you the wrong food. Um, your dad should have been signing yeah. you up for ballet, and he's not now. So I guess you're just not going to do ballet anymore. Um, sports we played, like, right. everything was like a put down that involved my dad, but what she didn't realize is that the she was actually putting us down. So for me, it was like yeah. I'm not good enough because my mom because I'm not doing ballet because I'm not eating the food my mom wants me to eat. Because, right. Um, And so it was high conflict and hard for my dad and my stepmom, but it
0: was also hard for me as the child. For sure. And I love that you're sharing that perspective, like as an adult, looking back on like being a child involved in a divorce, like that's such a hard, um, I think it's a hard thing to remember as the parent that like your, your child is being impacted by your decisions. And if you if you are the high conflict one, or even if you're dealing with someone who's high conflict, like there are repercussions for that, like as like into your adult life, Right. Oh, I love that you, you went on to kind of share that perspective, but like, so how did you get past that? Like growing up and how did that affect your relationship with your parents then?
1: So I was able to get past it by focusing on myself um, and my goals as I got older. Like I knew what I wanted. I wanted to be more independent um, and I wanted to focus on just a more positive life um, as a result, kind of counteracting sort of what I felt from their, their dispute with each other. Um, but that was mm-hmm. not as, it was not as an easy point to get to. Um, I was so depressed for such a long time, especially in my adolescent years um I yeah. eventually just suppressed the emotions and the depression and I moved forward like I was like okay I need to get a job, finish college, um be as independent and on my own as possible and just go for yeah. the next thing yeah. and just keep going and going and just ignore anything bad that had that had happened or that I had been feeling and bottling up. Uh and I started to at some point, you know, I I met Brian, we got married, I became a stepmom and everything right. was, is great. But I suddenly found myself feeling like I couldn't handle it. Like I would feel anxious and yeah. I'd have to run home from work and, and go into my bed and just like go to right. sleep. And yeah. it wasn't normal. And I was like, I can't take this anymore. I need to go to therapy. So I brought my, yeah. I put myself back in therapy and I still go. I love it. It's like, it's just heaven for me. I (laughs) I always say it's good for everybody if anyone wants to go, but it really helped me start to work through all these issues that I have been just depressing for a long time. Um, And I just feel like that is really has helped me tremendously. And I'm still dealing with these issues today, but I've definitely, they've become more more manageable, which is the most important thing. Uh, So that's, well, yeah. yeah,
0: And I think, I I totally agree with you. And I think that whether you experience like, you know, divorce as a child or whether there's other like family trauma and generational stuff that you go through, like as a kid, like you carry that into your adult life until you, you know, take that time. And it's like, it just keeps showing up until you are proactive about it. right? Right. And so I love that you were willing to like recognize that it was deeper than just this like surface level anxiety. Like you're like, I actually have to look into this and like what's causing it and where is this coming from? And a lot of the times we can go back into that and realize that like, okay, that was some childhood trauma that I maybe just, you know, kind of pushed down for so long and it just keeps bubbling up and saying like, no, you have to deal with it. And so I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of the time, like we don't realize as parents um, like how our decisions are impacting our children. And so you sharing that from like a place of vulnerability is like, I appreciate that as a parent who deals with someone who's high complex. Right. And, so, and just to say, yeah. like, I just wanted to
1: make a point too, if all of this is that I don't actually blame my parents. Like there was a point in my life where I did, but right. I realized through yeah. education and just going through talking to you guys out there and my own life experiences that as parents, we don't always, we don't realize it because, you know, no, you're going yeah. through so much at the time. Like my parents were going through so yeah. much. Like, so my mom was high conflict. My dad was trying to juggle everything day to day. They're both hurting and they're not realizing the emotional right. aspect. Like they're, um, I know like with my dad, like my dad's great. And I love him. He's more of a practical person. So if the kids are taken care yeah. of, like, physically and they're good but the emotional aspect is just not something that he you know is just consciously aware of so it's not their fault it's just
0: it's just the cause and effect that is the reality um and they do the best they can with what they have you know and so if if they're doing their best then you obviously can't blame them for that you know so but uh so
1: but switching gears a little bit um talking about you what do you think are some contributing factors for why moms can be high conflict. Um, we have so many stepmoms that are always asking this question. So, you know, in Your situation, I think it would be great for you to touch on that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the truth is like when I had my baby and held her for the first time in my arms and I looked down into those big Brown eyes, like I just honestly never imagined that I would have to share her with anyone else. Right. So like, someone else I just never thought that someone else would come into her life as a mother figure figure like it's not something that you think about when you have kids no like, and if you have your own kids maybe you understand but like you know just that that special like mother child bond that like is it's like they're a piece of your heart you know what oh, I mean yeah. like absolutely yeah and so like giving that up is really hard you know so like just that dynamic makes it so incredibly challenging, like, to let go of something that you thought you would never have to share. That was the hardest thing for me was like, I think just giving up a piece of she felt like not that she was like mine, but I still feel like I I think I was just threatened for so long, you know, and so there was a lot of insecurity in that and, and selfishness, like, I'll admit that, like, that high conflict piece, like it's not personal to anyone else. Like it's more about me and like what I'm losing or trying to hold on to for as long as I can. So that feeling of being out of control is really tough. And like watching your child bond with another mom is so gut wrenching. Like yeah, at first it was so freaking painful. Like, so from my perspective now, like I appreciate and respect that relationship that she has with her stepmom, because I do realize how lucky she is to have someone else who loves her. But like, it was not that way to begin with at all. It was very much like it was hard for me to get over the fact that I wasn't going to be the only mom in her life. And that's just not what you plan on when you have a baby, you know, like you just don't see. Right. It I think and when it happens, it's yeah. like a huge, yeah. And I think that's just kind of a natural, that's natural, right? I mean,
1: anybody that when you think about sure. having a child, the yeah. last thing you're going to think about is. Getting divorced and sharing your child with another woman, you're the mother right. in their life. Right. And I would, and you know, it's easy for people to say, oh, well, you know, you, the relationship didn't work out, just get over it. But no, that's not, we're human. Everyone yeah. needs time to process right. and to move forward and to grow in these different roles. And it doesn't change whether you're the mom, whether you're the stepmom, um, but especially when it's your own child, you have to get used to the idea and and kind of acclimate to the fact that your child is going to have another mother figure in your life. And, and kudos to you, because right. I always, you know, I've been thinking about it so much lately because one day we plan to have children yeah. ourselves. And I, I That's do right. think about it that way, just in, how can you not, you know, as a step parent. And, and I think it would be yeah. so hard. I don't know how I would deal with it.
0: Right. It's not, I mean, it just seems like at first it, like for me, it was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. But then the more that I saw her as a, like, I think coming from anyone's perspective, like if you see her as a teammate and someone who wants what's best for your child, like that was when it, that's, that was when things shifted for me and it became more about her than it was about me. So I really had to step aside and just say like, okay, Like, I remember the first time she called her stepmom mom. mom. Mm -hmm. I was like, it was like someone punched me in the stomach. Like I wanted to throw up. I was literally just like, oh my gosh. Like I, I don't, I'm not okay with that. Like, and I actually had um, a couple questions literally today where people have said stuff, like have said that, like, how do you feel about your daughter, um, you know, calling her stepmom mom? mom? And I'm like, well, I understand because she has a stepbrother and he calls her stepmom mom and so it's this natural thing that like of course she's gonna call her mom but it's part of that process and it's also part of letting go and like I say this a lot too like blended kids have to grow up a lot faster than I think normal kids mm-hmm. do and so you yeah. really have to let go of the control that you feel like you're gonna have like I almost relate it to like the, like you see the kids like going off to college and like the moms are so sad and it's like watching your baby go off into the world and it's almost like that but at a way younger age and a way faster pace than you had ever planned on, but it's still the same feeling of like, I have to just trust that I've given her the tools like that she can use at their house and that she's going to be fine with them and that they love her just as much as I do. And like just having that like perspective that she's going to be okay no matter what. And that changes from like I think the controlling thing is huge too, because like the mm-hmm. more that moms feel like they have to be in control, actual like yeah. control you're in. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like you're trying to hold on to something so tight that it's just right. not gonna work. And so as a as a bio mom, like I have to just say like to any other mom out there, like you have to trust that this is part of your child's journey. It's part of their story. And the more that you can support them in that and the more the, the more that you can support everyone else that are that like, that's involved in that situation, like the better off your child. is. Absolutely. Be and that's a great run. way to
1: think about it. And that just yeah. shows too how much you've grown in to, in this understanding and this For sure. whole yeah. change in your life um, and, and how you've been able to deal with yeah. it. Going back to the calling, you know what to call, ha- have your child stepchild call you from the step-parents perspective. And, and this is no judgment yeah. to anybody out there. Everyone has a different situation. Um, everyone has a different feeling on it. My experience sure. has always been, I don't like it personally. If, if my stepson was going to call me a mom, it would make me feel uncomfortable because well, first we've never done that before. It's just not our thing. Um, and I know some cultures right. are different right. and that's a hundred percent Okay. Um, For me, just speaking personally, I, I have this new kind of sense of being where I'm constantly thinking about his mom and like, how does she feel? Maybe it's because I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about having children. I love that. But I'm I think I don't want to hurt her feelings if he would, if he was going to call me mom, because she's the mom. But another way to think about that, that's, that's helped me is, I want to create my own role. I want to be stepmom. I don't want to be mom. She's mom. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. have a totally separate yeah. role. I'm, I don't want to take away the mom role from her. I just want to be another motherly figure, but I don't want to take anything from her. So, yeah. so in my setting, just the way we have, the way things are with us in our current situation, yeah. it wouldn't yep. be appropriate for, for him to call me mom. Um, and we, we luckily had never had that, it, that come up where it right. had to be discussed yeah. or figured out, um, but everybody's different again. Um, and um, switch, switching right. gears a little bit uh, with discussing going back to the high conflict. Um, so yeah. the big question, I guess, I want to ask you is: with everything you've you've talked about, do you consider yourself, or would you have considered yourself, to be high conflict as a bio mom?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, well, not anymore, but I was so high at the beginning. Like I'll be the first to admit that I was in a really stressed place when I handled any kind of communication with her stepmom. like super defensive. And so it wasn't like I was intentionally high conflict, but looking back now, I know that I made mistakes and like how I handled situations, but I don't know, like even now I get really fired up about some things, but the difference is that I just choose to like intentionally not let those things get to me anymore. So like my initial reaction when when we first started trying to, you know, co-parent or whatever that looked like, I literally had so much anxiety when I saw her stepmom's name come up on my phone. And it was just this automatic reaction to like go into fight or flight mode. Right. And so I was like geared up to either like totally ignore her and just be like, I can't, I can't handle it. I can't do it. I can't deal with it. Or it would be like defensive. And so to say this even now, like, so yesterday I had an experience where um, like her stepmom literally just blew up my phone. Like so many texts coming in and they were all just like, I felt like she was picking a fight almost, you know, like, and I don't know if this, anyone can relate to this feeling of like, you just don't know how to react in a way that like is going to diffuse the situation. Like to me, I saw all of these texts and I'm like, nothing I say to her right now is going to make her happy. Like nothing I can, you know what I mean? And so I think at the very beginning of all of this, I literally would have responded and tried to defend myself because I saw her like these texts coming through felt like an attack and they felt like she was picking a fight. And so my initial response would have been like, well, you said this and you said this or sending over a screenshot, like this is what we agreed on or whatever. And so trying to prove a point when like, it's more important to be kind than it is to be right. And so I realized that like, I don't need to prove that she's wrong and I'm right in this situation. Like if anything, I would rather keep the, like keep the peace. And I literally just texted her back and I just said, look, I'm really sorry if I did anything to offend you, like try and just make this work for both of us. And so like, let me, do to facilitate that kind of thing. So it was a very neutral message back. So I wasn't, I also wasn't like, so it wasn't fight. It wasn't flight. It was literally just like this. I feel like it was the only thing that I could say that would bring peace to a situation that would have normally been like, like lighting a flame in the middle of a room filled with gas, you know? Like that's, that's how it felt. And so looking back, like just realizing that growth and knowing that, like, I don't know, it was just so funny because I, I even like told my husband, I was like, I seriously, this message back and be like, I, you know, like you're wrong and I'm right. And this is, but okay. So everyone feels that way, but do you like, what's the benefit? Like, right. you have to ask yourself, like, if I choose to respond in a way that's going to be, uh, you know, if it's going to be more high conflict and if you're choosing to respond to someone who is high conflict in a way that's just, you know, it, it's almost igniting that, right and you don't you can choose to be the bigger person and not prove your point even though you know you're right you know because there are two sides to every story and so like I could see her in her texts and even though a lot of the things that she was saying it was the way that she said them but I was like digging into that she's coming from a perspective like just trying to get into her head almost and being like why is she sending this like why is she sending me these messages?" And looking more into that, like, she must feel threatened. She must feel upset about something. Like, I must have done something to end her. There must have been something behind all of this. Way back into something that happened in the past. Like, it could have been two years ago that she's still bugged about something. And maybe she doesn't bring it up. But it's, like, in the back of her head that, you know, she hasn't moved on from this. And so anything subsequently that comes up is going to trigger that for her. And maybe she doesn't even realize it, but whatever, whatever it was, like it wasn't going to be any better if I responded in a way that just was also high conflict. So you have to choose like, right. How do you want to respond? You like, yeah. So if you're dealing with someone who's high conflict, whether it's the stepmom or the bio-mom or whoever it is, like you have the power to choose how you respond always. And so it's just not worth it anymore to fight with someone if you know that they, if it's not going to go anywhere or it's not going to be a productive conversation, then don't engage in that.
1: Right. And and look how far you have to think though, that you've come, like you were just saying oh, that yeah. I feel, you said, I feel the emotion, like the emotions coming. You were talking yeah. to your husband oh, about yeah. it. And, but in reality, like if you compare how you would have responded, I don't know, five years ago, maybe compared sure. to now, think of how far you, you've come, you're now analyzing the situation. You're thinking about how she feels and it just shows right. how much you've grown over time and how better you're you've become equipped to handle the situation, depending on how you're presented with it. Um, you know, yeah. maybe she needed to just vent and get it out, and yeah, who, who knows? But but that right. the way you handled it, and I told you, I think is perfect. That's the way that I would I'd like to think that I would handle it as well, because sometimes taking the the high road or the 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 road to diffuse is going to
0: be yeah. the best course of action for your overall happiness and well-being. Right. And that's not to say that there aren't issues that come up that you actually have to deal with. Like if there are right. really like legitimate problems that come up that you have to talk to this person about, like I would say one of the best tools that I would like give to anyone in this situation would be like first of all put it in writing and like as if you're talking to like someone in a business meeting. So like, you're literally like, yes, like analyzing it. Like you're talking to your boss, like literally you're coming at it from like emotions are taken out of it. Like all you want to do is just like literally bullet points. Like, okay, so you need to have this conversation. This person is high conflict. And so, you know, that you can't bring up the past, you know, that you can't, you know, like you have to take the emotion out of it. And so, you know, I don't want to say like, completely just avoid it and pretend like, you know, you can't always just diffuse the situation and call it good. Like there will be times that you have to talk to this person and that you have to come to an agreement and a compromise. And a lot of the time too, like you might need to have another person step in. Like I really appreciate my husband in this situation. Um like my daughter's stepmom like really respects him, I think almost as like a mediator. And so she will sometimes text him. Like if she doesn't get anywhere with me, like if I'm like just brick walling her, like, I'm like, you're not, I'm not going to respond. She will text him. And he kind of just comes in and just says, look, this is the situation. So, I mean, a lot of different ways and tools that you can still have a conversation if it needs to be had. Right. And but, you're like a team. So you right, your husband to and do you- it in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and
1: it actually reminds me, our situation is not high conflict. And I'm fortunate that, I, while I've ha- I had a high conflict mother and knew what that was like, I, right. I am fortunate to co-parent with my stepson's mom and she's, I really like her and I think she's great. Um, but in the beginning, you know, things were hard and we had to figure out logistical things and it was very right. matter of fact. And I think that judging from, from my experience as a child compared to my yeah. experience now, the way that I would treat a high conflict situation is exactly what you said, Ashley, business. So if someone's right. coming at you constantly, constantly, you know what? Maybe you need to cut off the conversation a little bit. Maybe yeah. text isn't the great way to communicate. Maybe it has to be through email and maybe it has to be more structured and you lay out the conversation bullet point, just as you had mentioned. Right. Um, and step and back also a like,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Step back a little
1: and have your partner take charge. So with right. my husband, like I trust him to handle, he was married to this person before I trust him to handle the situation. He may ask for yeah. my advice, a little bit, but I'm going to let him handle it. And especially in high conflict situations that your spouse knows that person better. So instead of reaching out to the right. ex directly, maybe you give your spouse your opinion and let them handle it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, because you have the opportunity to reach for other perspectives. You know what I mean? And so a lot of the times like, you are so emotionally charged in this situation, like having someone who wasn't involved in the divorce or wasn't involved in like, you know, maybe something that's very like, I don't know, like to me, I feel like it's very personal. And so when she, if she ever texts me something, like I get really personally offended where mm-hmm. my husband's like not personally bugged by stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But also to say like, I just wanted to touch on the fact that like you have to have an end result in mind with these conversations because otherwise I feel like you just run around in circles and you can play the blame game and it can be like, well, you did this and you did this and I did that, you know, like, yes. so you have to have a point, like if there's really something that you need to communicate on, like business relationship, bring someone else in, but also make sure that you have a very clear destination that you're, you want to go in. Otherwise you're literally going to drive around in circles. Like you have to know you have to know what it is of having this talk with them otherwise I feel like you could get so distracted and 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 just waste time and waste energy and get really upset and frustrated when like nothing gets resolved so 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 true so yeah. good I agree 100 percent
1: Thank you for tuning in. We will be releasing a new episode of season one every week. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Instagram at Our Splendid Life and
0: at Millennial Stepmom.